Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning, my beautiful, beautiful international listeners out there. This is Teresa Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa. And I thank you for tuning into my show. It is so appreciated. And I'm broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And I want to start off by asking how in the heck are you all out there? I know you all out there are doing just great and I'm doing fabulous. And as I am excited as usual, to be talking with you, my listeners, along with the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. Now, before going any further, I would like to, um, <coughs> excuse me, I would like to take a moment to pay homage to Joe Jackson, father of the famous Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. He transitioned uh, Tuesday at 89 years young after a battle of pancreatic cancer and various other health issues. I pray that God has his arms around the Jackson family, guiding and strengthening them as they are dealing with the loss of their loved one. Rest in peace, God's child. Okay, listeners. Now, the weather here in Arizona is hot, 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 sizzling, I want to say. Uh, today high is going to be 100, 607. Well, you know, that's depending on uh, where you are. And well, that's better than the last two days with temperatures depend, you know, temperatures, you know, have been going up to 109, 111 and, and, you know, it's like, ugh. but then you have other parts of the country that are also dealing with inclement weather and fires, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So you guys just be careful and, um, and, um, you know, just, 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 just be careful and loving to yourselves and others out there. I would like to, um, also, congratulate, uh, I want to say congratulations to the 28-year-young Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who scored historic win over Representative Joe Crowley in New York. ABCnews.go.com reported in part the following by Lee Harris, fresh off her surprise victory over Joe Crowley in New York's 14th Congressional District, 28-year-old Democratic Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez argued that we need to see a congressional change in leadership in an interview on ABC News' Powerhouse Politics podcast. Ocasio-Cortez, who less than a year ago was earning money by waiting tables while she launched her winning campaign, said that the outcome came as a surprise. It was a complete shock, she said, of her victory over Crowley, the fourth-ranking House Democrat. Although commentators have often emphasized the candidate's appeal in one of the most diverse districts in the country, she is a third-generation Bronx woman of Puerto Rican descent. Ocasio-Cortez often leads with the language of class interest in addition to race and gender. However, she sees the defeat as fitting into a growing movement linked crucially to the economic concerns of young Americans. Working class Americans are ready and willing and eager to hear a message of economic, social, and racial justice, Ocasio-Cortez said. Her concern for the working class has led her to endorse bold legislation, including a federal jobs guarantee, Medicare for all, and free education. Her plans for the House seat which she is heavily favored to win in November, don't stop at progressive legislation, affirming that she would support the impeachment of President Donald Trump, 
I don't even like to say president, but I am reading this report. Ocasio-Cortez said, serious violations of the emoluments clause, among other very large concerns. The increased mil- militarization and willingness to commit human rights abuses. We are at the point, she said, it's unfortunate, but I believe that we are at the point she is talking about impeachment of Trump. The candidate also noted that her victory should be a warming, a warning sign to incumbents who shouldn't fall asleep at the wheel. There is no such thing as being unassailable in America, she said. It was also reported on the view yesterday by, um, I'm sorry, on Tuesday by Whoopi Goldberg that Crowley will support her in her efforts. It is my hope, listeners, that changes for the better are coming. Okay. Now, the topics that my guest and I are going to be discussing are, are, are fantastic as usual. Just let me give you a quick rundown on them. Uh, the dinner table conversation and that topic is what are you doing with the room in your heart to make a difference in this world? Should Congresswoman Maxine Waters apologize for her so-called rant earlier this week and do her actions hurt the Democrats changes regarding chances? I'm sorry. Sorry, regarding taking majority of both houses in November. North Korea continues nuclear expansion. Sanders to get Secret Service protection. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Deadweight Donald. And five fools that may help up your happiness give you a mood boost. Okay. Now, let's get started because we have a lot to talk about as usual. Let's jump right into the dinner table conversation. What are you doing with the room in your heart to make a difference in this world? CBS Sunday Morning reported this past Sunday, listeners, on a very heartwarming story about a woman of color, a fun-loving, sweet person whose name is Deborah Davis or Auntie Deborah. She doles out a heaping helping of hospitality every lunch hour from the Hoover High School cafeteria that's located in San Diego, California. And she's just starting after serving food all day. She drives her beat up 76 Chevy Malibu looking for her hungry, homeless people to food to feed all listeners at her own expense. Now, Steve Harbin reported the story so you can check it out in this entirety on CBS dot com. Now, listeners, this story touched my heart as so many loving and hope filled stories do. But this one delved in my heart a little deeper as I felt a shared spirit. You know, with this lady named Deborah Davis. Now, she said she never met a homeless person who was not starving for her home cooked meals on the day of this report. She served more than 50 home cooked meals this day that Steve Hartman was traveling around with her. Now, the interviewer asked her if she was broke. And as uh, um, Deborah was driving her car, she was fighting back tears and she replied, no. The interviewer said he took that as a yes. She says she is spending money she doesn't have, but it's the joy she gets out of, you know, feeding people who are hungry. Now, the report goes on to say because of her selflessness, the school board invited her down to the auto shop, surprised her with friends and family and some better wheels to help her deliver those meals. The car was a 2014 Mazda 3, which was refurbished by an auto body class in the district. She was so happy. She was jumping for joy, exclaiming that she was not used to a new car. The interview asked her, the interviewer asked her, you know, um, what did all this mean to her? And she replied that it means that she is making a difference. It's like heaven on earth. 
How heartwarming and touching is this story, listeners, as the news media is constantly reporting on distasteful and seemingly hopeless stories over the airways, you know, bombarding the listeners embodiment with so much negativity that one could possibly forget that there actually is great love among us and it is alive and well, just waiting to be exploited to do great things for one another. Now, just know this. We have enough love in our bodies to love every person on this planet fully and still have more than enough to love ourselves. So my questions to you all out there listening to me regarding my dinner table conversation are the following. What about this story I just told you? And I'm calling it Deborah Davis selfless love. What inspiration or inspirations are you using to help those who you know or don't know need a need and want your help? Do you make it a point to turn off the negative chatter every day and think succinctly about how best you can use yourself to make a difference in someone's life? If not, why not? Do you honestly compliment a person on a daily basis or just yourself? When you are selfless, your heart is open to receive the abundance from God and the universe. I hope you all out there know that. Now, the dictionary states that selfless is the opposite of selfish. If you're selfless, you think less about yourself and more about others. You're generous and kind. Now, on the opposite side, a selfish person is lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. So my question is, which one are you? Now, as usual, if you do not want to discuss this at the dinner table, please come up with one of your own, something that will be uh, fruitful and um, and something that will um, assist, the, the you know, the while you're eating a, a, a healthy dinner, assist one to think, you know, as they are ending up the day, getting ready to go to bed and getting ready to start a new day. The whole point, as I said, is to get the whole family and friends, whoever it is coming over for dinner, to sit down at the table collectively and have a good and great conversation. Now, I want to bring on my guest. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist, and um, he um, celebrated this weekend my husband's um, birthday. Shout out to um, Brian Keeves. And now uh, we went to see the um, uh, movie down at the the I Pick Theater, and we had a, a fabulous time. Good morning, Reginald. Hey, good morning to you, and good morning to all our listeners. And uh, yeah, that was that was big fun <laughs> Sunday watching the movie and and hanging out with you all. So <clears throat> that was fun. It was a blessing, and uh, uh, got to look forward to many more of uh, those birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Those birthdays and just getting together don't have to be a, a specific, uh, you know, point of celebration. Um, you know, as I said that, um, you know, I was discussing um, this uh, earlier this week um, that uh, people are going to need to, you know, get together, you know, collectively and, um, you know, band together, you know, be, um, because things are just so crazy and you just need to stay together. So it's like, it's like forming a support base, things like that. So it's all good. Okay, Rachel. So let's get started here. So let's start with should Congresswoman Maxine Waters 
<clears throat> excuse me, apologize for her so-called rant earlier this week, Reginald. And do her actions hurt the Democrats' chances regarding taking majority of both houses uh, this November? Well, listeners, this has been a very interesting week in the political arena, to say the least. Now, just, um, you know, yesterday, Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy stated that he is leaving, you know, the end of July, you know, uh, singing happy trails as he is going on to another leg of his life's journey, which now Trump is going to appoint someone from his so-called list. But before that news hit the airways, Maxine Waters, a beautiful woman of color, was speaking to a group of individuals at a rally this week. Now, ABCnews.com region reported that Congresswoman stated the following to push back on Trump cabinet members. And should they see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Now, Trump has in the recent past, um, been more than a nemesis and nasty to Congress, uh, Congresswoman um, uh, Maxine Waters, as Trump has referred to Maxine Waters, among a lot of other nasty things, as having a low IQ, which is definitely not of her characteristics. He also said that she is inciting people to harm people. Now, this all comes on the brink. Um, you know, Reginald, as you know, the restaurant owner in Virginia that refused Sarah Huckabee Sanders to leave and not dine there basically because she is a part of the Trump administration. What do you think about uh, what I've said so far, Reginald? Well, that, that, that was a lot. That was definitely, definitely a mouthful. First of all, I totally agree with uh, what Representative Maxine Waters said. And, you know, it's time to push back. It's time for Democrats to get a backbone and stop worrying. Look, if people, if someone doesn't agree with your stance or your political ideas, they're not going to vote for you, and that's okay. But there are others, mm-hmm. you know, who will vote for you, and you need to stand up for what you feel is right and, and who you represent. Uh, Representative right. Borders said nothing about rioting or, you know, anything or, or hurt or harming people. And Donald Trump, as he normally does, just blatantly told a bald-faced lie, just blatantly told a bald-faced lie and said that that's what she was saying. Now, here's the thing about what Trump says. You know, it's been estimated that he's told me that he's said over 2,000 lies since Mm. he has temporarily taken the office. And Mm -hmm. the things that he says is just so easily disputable. You, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like with Representative Waters, all you have to do is go on and see what it was that she said. So he just, so he just blatantly lied. Secondly, yep. now here's a man who talks about someone's low IQ. I'm sure he doesn't even know what <laughs> IQ stands for. And I'm not going to even I... say what IQ stands for. I want you guys to go and Google what IQ stands for as a, <laughs> as a, as a, as, a, as a mental health therapist, I know what it stands for, but I want you guys to, you know, to do some homework. Secondly, in his tweet, he had grammatical errors in his tweet. So here's someone who has the audacity to talk about someone's IQ, and he sends a tweet that's full of grammatical errors, which he always does. Okay, exactly. Mm-hmm. The other thing about all the time. The other thing about Sarah Sanders, I want to answer all these quickly because I know we have a lot to talk about. Um, he, you know, he, he I, I agree with the owner. 
and the owner asked her politely and respectfully, uh, you know, to leave, and that's okay. And then she goes on, she being Sarah Sanders goes on, and, you know, with with the, you know, being the, trying to be the um, the uh, victim, as they always do, play the victim do, role. Yeah. Trump is yeah. good with that as well, always play the victim role. And so Trump comes on and he talks about, well, how, you know, how nasty and dirty the restaurant was. Well, I'll, I'll, I want to quote something that Joe Madison said a couple of days ago when I was listening to his program regarding that. So Trump goes on and he talks about how dirty and nasty the restaurant is and all of that. But like Joe Madison said, well, actually, what you're saying is, is that your press secretary eats at a nasty restaurant. Well, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. So, so actually, you're denigrating her in his attempt, his ugly, nasty attempt to try and denigrate this restaurant. Actually, he's denigrating her. Because but you know what? I'm sorry, Rachel, go ahead. If you're saying that restaurant is dirty and nasty, then you're saying that she eats at dirty and nasty restaurants. Well, you know, when you have a low IQ, you uh, know, your logic, your logic is not there, don't you think? (laughs) I was going with that. Here he is speaking about somebody's low IQ, but, you know, here is Mr. Low IQ. Exactly. They need to be changing the the awnings and and fixing their door. Not you know he's he's a fucking child. And this is and this is what I said before. Anyone who is um um going to be running against Trump, you know, I'm not you know I don't care about the Republican Party because I'm you know a Democrat. But what I'm saying, anybody who's going to be running against Trump, don't delve into you know any of his stupid. Uh, low child things talking about your shoes, you know, your hair, the size of your body and all of this kind of thing. You know, you know, uh, you know, go hide like this young woman did and took Joe Crowley's seat. She wasn't going into any of this, any of this low life conversations, you know, so I want to say, um, you know, Reginald, is that Trump is always saying something nasty. I mean, look at the nasty things he said about Hillary and everybody else. So I, you know, I want to say I totally feel Maxine Waters pain and I totally agree with her as, you know, perhaps she is fed up, you know, with Congress allowing Trump to do whatever he wants and the hateful things he continues to say and tweet and the message on the back of his wife's jacket last week. As she was, as she was supposedly to go and see about children being, you know, reportedly abused and mistreated while they await, you know, their and their parents' fate, you know, for entering this country and a myriad of other things that has happened with Trump and his administration. You know, so Maxine Waters says, you know, that if you want to talk about civility, start with Trump. Trump doesn't know what civility is. So, you know, so Reginald, you know, do you think that, you know, do the, you know, they're, they're asking you for, you know, for her to step down. And also, Reginald, you had Chuck Schumer, you know, he came out and he was saying, um, uh, you know, we don't need to be doing that. You know, we, we need to, you know, you go to the, you know, you go to vote and that's how you, how you, uh, you know, dispute who's ever in the office or whatever. I think he should have stood up with her and for her. And I don't think that she did any harm to the Democrats chances for gaining control of both houses this November. Reginald, what do you think? She absolutely did not. And I'm Thanks. disappointed in Chuck Schumer. 
and I'm disappointed in Nancy Pelosi that that she didn't yes. stand up for her as well. And I'm and I'm disappointed yep. in a lot of Democrats sitting in the House and the Senate where they have not uh, supported Maxine Waters on this. And um, I'm disappointed that other Democrats have not come out and said something and 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 to fight Trump on the things that that he has said and he continues to do. Maxine Waters mm-hmm. has shown me that she has more balls than a lot of Democrat men sitting in Congress and in the House of Representatives. Now put your head around that, folks. So okay, you know, sometimes, and I totally agree with what uh, Michelle Obama, First Lady, former First Lady, wonderful former First Lady Michelle Obama said that when they go low, we go high. But sometimes, sometimes you have to get in the mud with the pig for a while. Even though you don't stay in the mud with the pig, sometimes it's okay to get in there to fight fire with fire. Now, perfect example, mm-hmm. when there's a wildfire here in Arizona or California, sometimes they will set a fire to fight the fire. Mm-hmm. They don't only just spray chemicals or water to fight the fire. Sometimes they will start a fire to fight the fire. And sometimes exactly. they fight using that analogy. Sometimes you got to fight the fire with the fire. And with in the fire. Case, we, you know, Democrats need to stand up. Stand up. Exactly. And get some courage. Stand up. Stand up and, and say what it is that needs to be water. said. You know, because your ass is eventually going to get voted out. And, um, um, a uh, shout out to Dave. Um, you know, uh, you know, he and I were saying, you know, that's why. And but you and I have said this too, Reginald. It's time for Pelosi and Nancy, uh, Pelosi and Schumer to go. They need to go. He's standing up that at that podium, looking over his glasses, and he's not saying anything. And neither is he doing anything. And Nancy Pelosi is not doing anything either. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned, you know, her welcome and his welcome has been worn out. And also, I would like to say that um they they had a discussion on the view and um and uh Whoopi Goldberg and uh Joy Behar were and um and um oh god what is it the senator here his daughter that that's on the Megan Megan they were basically saying you know that you know if you do this it's it's, it's creating a slippery slope because a restaurant thanks Megan McCain <laughs> thanks Dave and um it's creating a slippery slope. I don't need to, I don't understand where the slippery slope is being created at original. You know what I'm saying? Because she, you know, Whoopi was saying that, that someone could say, Oh, you got on an orange shirt. I don't want to serve you. Or you got on a this or I, I don't want to serve you. You know, this, this, this Huckabee Sanders, you know, when she's dealing with the, she's dealing with the, the, you know, the, the media and stuff, she's a real fucking bitch. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? So she's just getting back what she deserves. That's how I look at it. What do you think? Well, karma, karma. You know, she's she's she she's out there. You know, and and it's about time that she's out there. So you talk about this slippery slope. Well, oh God. You know, what about the young men who were arrested a few months ago in the Starbucks? How about, well? How about uh, people like? wonderful Representative John Conyers, who were beaten for protesting in North Carolina in 1961 and 1960 to protest not being able to go to a Woolworths diner and sit at the counter and order a hamburger. Thank you. 
So don't give me this crap about, you know, a slippery slope. Black people have been dealing with that forever. So don't give and me that every, slippery slope. And slippery slope. And, and, and yeah, everybody, um, on there, you know, were kind of on the same wavelength except for my girl, uh, um, uh, who was the, who was the attorney? Uh, and, and her name escapes me too. Uh, but she's the attorney and I just love her because she puts it to them, you know. But here's my thing. The thing is, Reginald, with, with, with black people, people of color, whatever, we're still dealing with this every day. You go into a store and, you know, and you're looking around. And, and it's a bunch of other white people walking around. They want to come over to you like you're a freaking magnet. And, oh, can I help you? No, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm just looking for, okay, well, let me know if we can. And then next thing you know, Rachel, two minutes later, there they are right back there in your face. You know what I'm saying? What the heck is, what the, what the heck is that about? So don't, I don't want to hear no thing about no slippery damn slope. If you're, you know, just, just be, just, just be out there. Be proactive. And I, excuse me, and I totally agree with you that Maxine Waters have more balls than, than I would say most men in that Congress right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. There needs to be a huge change. And I, and I certainly hope that it is a common. Okay. Now let's move on and talk about, uh, North Korea continues nuclear expansion. Now this was reported on, um, 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 AP.org, that North Korea is continuing its nuclear expansion satellite images show upgrades continuing at the Yongbyon Nuclear Scientific Research Center, Reginald. Now, analysts caution that this means North Korea has no plans to denuclearize. The news just come over two weeks after Trump summit with Kim Jong-un. The North Korean leader committed to total denuclearization during his meeting with Trump. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has said that sanctions on North Korea will remain in place until denuclearization is completed. Trump previously praised Kim as very honorable. Now, Reginald, what the heck is up with this? I thought that old boy in the White House had come to an agreement with North Korea, Kim Jong-un, to denuclearize. I was so hoping that the talks would have some hopeful significance in it. So Trump is still doing his stupid stuff, and so is Kim Jong-un. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? You know, with that so-called summit or whatever it was, I didn't expect anything out of out of that. So this isn't anything. It's not surprising to me. You know, Trump doesn't know his know his ass from a hole in the ground. You know, are you kidding me? He, he's gonna he's gonna negotiate. You know, a, a guy who's gone bankrupt five or six times, a guy who's been married three times, a guy who's hosted the Apprentice is the person that's going to negotiate a, a country. You know, giving up their new. You know, are you, you might as well send a kindergartner in. You know. So, okay. so, so exactly. So I didn't expect anything, and you know, it it, it was just a great photo op for for Kim because now he was able to say, hey, you know, I got all this press, you know, I, I'm I'm on the uh, on the same level as the as the as, as the United States, I States. States, you know, president. So 
And, and uh-huh. so that's all it was for that's all it was for him. And 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 afterwards, Trump just came out and praised this guy, you know, as yep. as if it was the best thing since since the newest quarter pounder from McDonald's or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this is, in my opinion, this is all in Putin's playbook. You know, I don't know if Kim, you know, whispered in Donald Trump's ear, hey, uh, you know, remember, you, you know, uh, the tea tape that Putin got over you and, uh, you know, the other things, you know, you walking into the dressing room with uh, these 16-year-old girls, you know, we got other stuff about that. So it's, it's, it's just really weird. It's just yes. really weird the way Donald Trump acts around regarding Kim and especially Vladimir Putin. Putin. Isn't it weird? Isn't it? And, you know, and I was looking at some film footage on uh, AP, uh, AP.org and, um, and, and how, you know, he got out the car, you know, and he gets out the car and he does that, you know, he tries to have that scowl on his face like he's tough and all of this. And and uh, he's looking from side to side. You know, that stupid walk he has with his bad posture, with that long red tie. And then, you know, it's, it was it was all just a photo op, Reginald, you know, like you're saying. And then him and Kim Jong-un, they come together on the red carpet and shake hands. I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, that is so staged that an unborn could see that through their mother's belly. I'm like, that is just so staged. But I'm just saying that. I had hope that something would come, you know, that something sensible will come out of it. And I wasn't looking for anything sensible to come out on Trump's side, you know. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid all, all the way around. It's just really stupid. All right. Also on AP.org, it's reported, Rachel and my listeners. That Sanders to get Secret Service protection. Okay. Now, White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders will reportedly get temporary Secret Service protection days after she was asked to leave a Virginia restaurant because of her employment by Trump. This is reported by Linda So. So now, okay. Why do the taxpayers have to keep paying for, you know, Secret Service protection? And they say that this is temporary, okay? But what's temporary to Trump, all right? So just because she was asked to leave a restaurant in Virginia, no one, including Trump, is, and, and, and you know, that doesn't mean that she needs to get Secret, Secret Service protection. And so no one, including Trump, is not protecting the kids held at the border. Are they getting any Secret Service protection? As it's being reported of the, you know, border agents that are molesting these children and how nasty they're talking to these children and these children aren't, they, you know, they still is over 2,000 uh, children who are not reunited with their, their parents. Who's protecting them? You know what I'm saying, Reg? I'm tired of this crap. You know, he's got his whole stupid ass family on the Secret Service that we're paying for. And you know it was reported, but of course you know it's hush hush that that department was running out of money, you know, protecting his butt as he's going back and forth to Mar-a-Lago and all that other crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if, if Sarah Sanders feels it, then she can hire a private security. She can hire exactly. a 
you know, I don't want my taxpayers' money for Secret Service for her. I mean, exactly. it's, it's, not, it's not necessary that so she could hire a, a security guard. You know, she could hire a bodyguard, whatever, out of her own salary or the salary of her daddy. You know, I was going to say, let her daddy do it. So, let her daddy you know, do it. They're they're financially secure. So, it's her so, damn. It's so his damn daughter. Do that. So you know, I mean, that's not the purpose. It's not the purpose of that. I want to go back quickly to one thing regarding the um, the uh, 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 Supreme Court justice uh, who, who's retiring. Yeah. What yeah. I want the Democrats to do, and I and 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 I unfortunately don't have any hope that they will have enough balls to do this. When Mitch McConnell pulled that okie doke about the people need to have a say in the next Supreme Court justice because, you know, it's nearing President Obama's final term. Well, well they need to do the same thing with, exactly. with, this, with this next one. So we have midterms coming up. You know, the, the presidential election is another, you know, not even two years away. So why not the same thing? Why not? The exactly. Same? And, I, and I'm challenging if there are any Democratic senators, House of Representatives members, mayors, governors listening to our program, and I know they are, that's my challenge to you, my friends. That's my challenge to you, my brothers and sisters, is to pull the same thing that Mitch McConnell pulled. Did, exactly. Good and for the goose is good for the gander. Exactly, Rachel. And this is what was being reported um, you know, um, yesterday, um, and, and, um, and, uh, you know, how they played the footage of Mitch McConnell standing up there. And, um, he was saying, you know, well, the president, he needs to have this done, you know, right away. And, uh, and, and we're like, oh, really? Well, Steve, Stephen Corbert played, played that, played that, uh, piece of film footage, uh, last night. And we were like, really? What the hell did you do to, to President um, Obama when he was in there? It was the total opposite. We're not going to do anything. We're going to save that for when the when the next president comes in and all of this other kind of shit. So I totally agree with you um, on this. I feel that, the, you know, the Democratic Congress independence and and it, look, Rich, I'm going to throw that out there. Any Republicans that are there that don't agree with Trump, then you all need to take a stance. And stand up with your balls. Put on your big girl panties, your big boy, big boy jockey underwear and say, hell no, we're not doing this. We are not doing it. That's it. You wasn't right with the last president. We're not going to be right with this one. That's it. It's totally ridiculous. It's crazy. The stuff that that's happening in this country. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's 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 completely mind blowing. You know, the things that, that are going on, how Congress is not doing their job. You know, totally, it, totally, it, totally. I never thought God. I see such incompetence and, and insanity. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, I'll, I'll quote what we talked about last week and what I said last week and what uh, President Obama talked about. Don't boo, vote. Exactly. Don't boo, vote. And, you know, and uh, now, now I may rub some Bernie or Bust uh, supporters uh, from a couple years ago, but when you pull the Bernie or Bust thing and then go out and vote, this is what you got. This is what exactly. we got. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it can't be either just your way or, or, or the highway, you know? So 
by not going out and voting for those who didn't go out and vote because it was simply Bernie or Buck. This is what we got. Exactly. You know, it's I, I I just don't get it. And going back to Maxine Waters, you know, I'm still like really, you know, pissed off with that because, you know, they they want her to step down, you know, and I'm like, I don't think so. Not with all of the insanity, as I reported last week, that Donald Trump had so many things that call for his impeachment that you could circle this earth three or four times with. And then they want her to step down because she said what she said. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. He's not coming out saying anything about the continuum of these police officers shooting our young black men. And I'm so fucking sick and tired of that. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with any of the police officers, law enforcement personnel who are on the right side of the right thing. I'm talking about those who feel that they could just freely go out there and shoot up these black men and that nothing is going to be done about it. Because guess what, Reginald and my listeners? Actually, nothing is being done about it. You may have one or two police officers here or there who are convicted, you know, for doing something. But I mean, come on now. I mean, yep. last week, how many were shot up? It just really, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, uh, that's when I had, um, uh, text you, you know, I was just, I'm just outraged about it. I'm just really outraged about it. And he, meaning that fool in the White House, hasn't opened up his mouth and said one damn thing about it. Nothing. Now, when, uh, President, um, Obama was in office, um, he, you know, made sure that more police officers, he had dedicated, uh, you know, wanted to hire a hundred thousand more police officers in this country when he was in office. And a good amount of that, I don't have the numbers or anything in front of me, but a good amount of those, uh, you know, police officers were, um, you know, hired. And, you know, and then now they talk about, oh, they need to go to sensitivity training. You know what? No, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's much more than that. Stop hiring these people. Now, this last guy, um, well, let's see, the one guy who shot the, um, the, you know, the young man who did, it was two of them who got out the car originally and they were running, you know, that, that story. And so, right. so he was supposed to have been, you know, convicted this, this police officer. And then the news media don't give the whole thing. And you and I have talked about this. If you're not going to report the truth and the facts news media, then just don't say anything. Now this, you know, they reported that the police officer, he was just on the, on the job for, you know, short time, 90 days or whatever. He was, he was at another police, um, uh, uh, unit before he came to this one. So he was well seasoned. And why don't they dig and find out why he had to leave that one? Probably because of some stupid handiest shit that he did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Be honest with, be honest with the, with the people that you're reporting your news to and give them the whole facts. You know, like they used to say in the old movies and things, you know, with the, uh, uh, law enforcement uh, officers and the investigators, you know, just give me the facts, man. Just give me the facts. Don't nobody want to hear about any of this other stuff. Oh, that he was a good boy or he would never do any of this. Yeah, but he just, just shot that boy. And then, then another one was shot. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. because I, I, I think, you know, that I have, I have, you know, I have brothers. I have, um, uh, two sons. I have, um, a grandson. You know, 
that's the closest to me. And I always think about, okay, now here they got to go out. You could be walking down the street, minding your own business, and then what? Then what? I mean, it's it's really it's it's scary and it's and it's sad. And if I think about it for a long enough uh, time, listeners, you know, it it you know, it's like mind-boggling, and it'll it'll piss you off, you know. And it's not only you know the you know our our men of color; it's also you know the women of color. They don't understand how in the hell you can pay three hundred dollars cash and don't have to use your credit card or anything else. They're trying to figure that shit out. As right. long as the money is good, there's nothing wrong with the money. Just shut the hell up, make that sale, and get your commission off of it, and shut up and thank God. Okay. God. Okay. I just had to say that one. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yep. Anything else yep. you want to say about that, Reginald? I just, I just well, had to say that. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of our black men and boys, you know, just being shot and picked off like there's some target fucking practice. And nobody is saying anything about it and nobody is doing anything about it because they're so fucking engraving what this dumbass is doing in the White House. Absolutely. <sighs> well, you know, he, he has given people the okay to come out from under their rock and to say and do things that, you know, feel that, that they want to say. And uh, I was listening to, um, I can't remember who I was listening to, and I saw this on YouTube as well. Uh, there was a young, uh, there, there was a uh, Latino gentleman, and he was uh, uh, in the store shopping you know, with, with his wife. And, you know, this lady came up to him and was calling him a rapist, and, you know, he's a drug dealer, and he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's asking her, why are you saying this to me? Because Trump said this. Well, it asked, well, how many people have I raped? You know, mm-hmm. do you believe mm-hmm. everything that, that Donald Trump says? Her answer was yes. So here's a, here's a, here's a man, you know, there you go. man in the store, in the store, minding his own business, shopping. Yep. Yep. This woman decides to come up to him and yelling about he's a rapist, that he's a drug dealer. You know, yep. so, so these things that 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 Trump has said has, and continues to say has given the okay to people to come out and say these things. And and again, as far as Maxine Waters resigning, first of all, that's not going to happen. Okay. Thank you. Secondly, thank you. So all of the ugly things that he has said about people from John McCain on down. So shouldn't he resign because? of the ugly things that he said about John McCain? Should he resign for the ugly things that he said about Jeb Bush, that he continues to say about Hillary Clinton, that he mm-hmm. continues to say, you know, <clears throat> the ugly things that he said about the restaurant where, where Sarah Sanders was? I mean, this is, you know, this is just a continuous thing. But it's okay yeah. for him to say those ugly things, but to sit there and not resign? Man, get out of here. Exactly. And the, and the nasty things he continued to say about, you know, the, um, you know, and I, and I'm calling them our brown brothers and sisters, you know, that are fleeing the, you know, their, their country to have a better life. It's no different, Rachel, than when they were fleeing the European countries and came over here and tried to kill out our ancestors to have a better life. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. Now, yeah. 
Let's get to this report called, uh, it was reported on slate.com. Uh, it's called Dead Weight Donald. Polls show the president is an albatross on his party heading into November. This is by William uh, uh, Salitan, uh, and it was re- uh, dated June 27, 2018. Today's uh, Tuesday night's elections results in seven states that have sparked a lot of chatter, Reginald, about what they signify for the midterms. But these are only primaries. And most of and most are in deeply red or blue states, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Utah, Maryland and New York. To get a clearer picture of this year's terrain, you're better off looking at the general electorate, both nationally and in competitive states. In the past two weeks, several pollsters have done just that. They've, um, there, there are two signs of trouble for the GOP. First, uh, Trump's approval numbers are soft. See, this is what we always saying. People are so intentional of listening to what they hear on the on the news, but we're looking and we know the difference, Reginald. They're they're not just low in comparison to other presidents at this stage. They also disguise misgivings about his approval. What did I just say? Trump's base is weaker than it looks. What did, what have I been saying on this program? Second, he's a drag on his party. What have we been saying, Reginald, in this program? Right. He makes the he makes the Republican disadvantage on the congressional ballot much worse. The report is the report is um, quite in depth as always, and as I give you my listeners the information, you know where I retrieved it from. As I told you, Slate.com, Dead Wake Donald, pull it up. Tuesday night's election. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me go to this. Um, three Marist NBC polls. Taken between June 17th and 22nd, Reginald, this reporter says, examined key states, Florida, Ohio, and Arizona. In each state, Reginald, Trump's job approval is net negative. And in each state, and in each state, the percentage of respondents who say he deserves to be reelected is lower still. Excuse me, in Arizona and Ohio, Trump's jobs approval deficit is eight points. But when respondents are asked whether Trump deserves to be reelected or whether it's time to give a new person a chance, Ohioans give a new person by a 25 point margin and Arizona's choose a new person by a 26 point margin. In Florida, Trump's job approval deficit is only three points, but his deserves to be reelected deficit is 20 points. Your thoughts, Reginald? I mean, I just loved this, um, this article. It's a lengthy article. So go in and read it. It's very, very educational. And this is what I report on my show. Me and my guests, we talk about educational and enlightenful and enlightening things. Go ahead, Reginald. What's your, what's your thought about that? I, I, I totally agree. Like you said, we, you know, we've been saying this, and we, we know this, and we've been saying this. And, and I agree with, with, uh, what James Comey said the other day, and I'm definitely no fan of James Comey, that eventually people, even his so-called supporters, are going to tire of this craziness. Exactly. You know, because this is not the way to run a country. You exactly. Know, chaos and, and, 
and racism and hatred and and name calling. Name calling and tweeting is not governing. Oh my God! (laughs) Exactly. It's not. You know, governing is hard. Trump always said, "Well, well, no one knew. Like hell, no one knew. You didn't know because you're uneducated." You know, exactly. um, you know, the, re- replacing um, uh, Obamacare. No one knew that. Yeah, we, we did know how difficult it is. You didn't know. Exactly. Why didn't you know? Governing is not easy. Governing is not um, a so-called reality show. Governing is not tweeting. Governing is difficult, hard work. You represent people. You represent their lives. You represent their children. You represent their education. You represent the stance of your state, the stance of the country, and the stance of the world. It's not easy. And if exactly. those of you who aren't up for it, get out. And let exactly. those who are up for it get in. Exactly. So if you're not up for it, and you're not going to stand up for your constituents and do the things that you were sent to Congress and the Senate for, get out. And let exactly. someone else do it. Because these are people's lives that we're that you're dealing with. These are people's lives that you're that you're, you're supposed to represent. You're representing their families, the education, how people can get food, how they can, how their children can be educated. This is serious stuff. This is it is. This it is. It is. It's not. It's not a joke. And you're in a tweeting war with Jimmy Fallon. Because oh, what the comedians God. are saying, you don't want to get in a tiff with a comedian. Cause your ass is not gonna win. <laughs> you you are not you are not gonna win. You are not gonna win at all. You mean? You are not gonna win. So just go and sit down. Cause Jimmy Fallon has said something about your mama, and you won't get it. Five minutes later, you go, oh, I think he said something about my mother. So just just shut the hell up and move on, okay? Now I want to talk about. Because I, you know, I, I know we're running out of time with you, uh, especially Reginald. Five foods that may boost up your happiness give you a mood boost. Now, this was reported on Good Morning America on June 27, 2018, by Katie Ken Now, you're a mental health therapist, Reginald, and, and I'm sure you're knowledgeable about certain foods that can lift you up. Now, the report says in part, run down, depressed, or just a little blue or blah. Don't reach for a tub of ice cream or a big bag of chips. That's that's there's growing evidence that you can boost your mood with food, but it has to be the right food. Diet decisions that improve the rest of your body may also improve the brain's outlook on the world. Overall, healthy eating fruits, vegetables, healthy fats and whole grains has been linked in studies to lower risk of depression and even suicide. Now, nutrition also influences the immune system, excuse me, which has been shown to affect the risk of depression as well, such as salmon, dark chocolate, berries, spinach, and kale, and almonds. Now, you know, there are other foods, you know, do you do you agree with this, Reginald, that, you know, foods can be, a, you know, a, a mood booster? Oh, oh, absolutely. Certain foods can, can be a mood booster, and, you know, just how certain foods can, can give you energy, and, uh, you know, so... So that's why diet is so is so important. Uh, so you know, check with your you know encourage uh, people to check with their with their physicians, check with their uh, uh, a dietitian. You know, for 
why it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, I, you know, a lot of foods, especially like, um, it, you know, when you're eating, um, your, your dinner. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, and particularly a lot of people, Rachel, they'll eat, you know, if you're working, you know, hard, you know, long hours, you know, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're having a late meal, don't go in and eat, you know, a big piece of, of a ribeye steak, some potatoes, you know, two and three rolls, you know, and, 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 uh, then, you know, okay, you know, I, I need to, you know, I'm going to, you know, take a shower and go to bed. You know, you would, you would rest better. You would rest better if you, you know, ate, ate more lightly. You know what I'm saying? So Reginald, yeah, now don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I know that I need to let you, let you go so you can, you, you got to jump in and do, uh, do your thing. But, um, uh, we will, um, you know, see you on the radio in, in two weeks from today. Um, my listeners and, um, I, I want to say thank you, Reginald, for, for joining me this morning, as you always do. So, um, diligently and, um, and graciously and, and giving, uh, your, your opinions and your insightfulness is, is very appreciated. So I'm going to be on for a little bit longer with my, my viewers, but you, uh, you have yourself a great day. Be safe and we'll talk later. <laughs> okay. Have a blessed day and have a blessed day, listeners, to see you in two weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, listeners, I have about um five more minutes. So I want to um talk to you about um there's this New York Times um article and it's uh an article that I wanted to um uh, discuss with you um earlier this year, but you know, a lot of times I run out of time. <laughs> but um it's a New York Times article and uh <coughs> excuse me, by uh Elizabeth Hinton and it's titled Turn Prisons into Colleges. Uh, and it was dated March 6, 2018. Now, she says, imagine if prisons looked like the grounds of universities instead of languishing in cells. Incarcerated people sat in classrooms and learned about climate science or poetry, just like college students, or even learning with them. Now, this would be a boon to prisoners across the country, a vast majority of whom do not have a high school diploma. And it could and it could help shrink our prison population while racial disparities in arrests and convictions are alarming, education level is a far stronger predictor of future incarceration than race. And I've always said, listeners, that education is the key to expanding one's mind to becoming what they were and are intended and want to be. Because education is something that nobody can ever, 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 ever take away from you. And, you know, and it particularly when you couple your education with your common sense, then that's going to that's going to infuse logic. And then you are you're on your way, you know, and you set your goals and you set your dreams. But um, the very interesting uh, uh, listeners, it says the idea is rooted in history in the 1920s. Howard Belding Guild, a criminologist and a Harvard alumnus developed a college-like community at the Norfolk State Prison Colony in Massachusetts, where he was the superintendent. Prisoners wore normal clothing, participated in cooperative self-government with staff, um, and took academic courses with instructors from Emerson, Boston University, and Harvard. They ran a newspaper, radio show, and jazz orchestra, and they, and they had access to an extensive library. 
Now they said um, that Norfolk had a good rep- representation um, reputation, I'm sorry, as Malcolm X asked to be transferred there from Charleston State um, Prison in Boston, um, you know, uh, and he and he was granted that. And uh, he joined the famous Norfolk Debate Society uh, through which inmates connected to, to, to students at Harvard and other universities. I think that this is a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous thing. Um, the the uh, writer of this uh, column says today only a third of all prisons provide ways for incarcerated people to continue their education beyond high school. But the San Quentin Prison University project remains one of the country's most vibrant educational programs for inmates. So much so that uh, when President Barack Obama, you know, the president Barack Obama and he awarded it a National Humanities Medal in 2015 for the quality of his courses. Now, I bet a lot of you out there didn't even know that. So, you know, the idea of expanding educational opportunities, this article says, to prisoners as a way to reduce to reduce recidivism, and I talked to you guys about that, and government spending has again gained momentum. Because I, I, I know that I reported uh, to you guys, it was either earlier this year, with my friend Terry Griffith. Well, you know, I got to have her on again. Um, she's uh, my friend, the attorney from the Midwest. Um, and, um, you know, we talked about uh, re- reducing recidivism and government spending because for each prisoner, you know, it, it costs us something like $80,000 per person. And seemingly, though, that the, the thing of this country, especially in the wake of Donald Trump, is to put more people, particularly people of color, in prisons. And I reported to you guys how many people are in, in prisons of color and this and that. You know, I've, I've done that. And so maybe I need to maybe I need to, um, you know, uh, redo it with you guys. But um, I thought that this was a, a very um, interesting article. And um, once again, it's titled. um uh, Turn Prisons into Colleges by Elizabeth Hinton, H-I-N-T-O-N, March 6, 2018. Okay, it's, I, my um, uh, uh, engineers told me that my time is up. I just so enjoy talking to you guys. I will see you in two weeks from today with another list of interesting topics and educational things that will hopefully bring awareness. Have a great day. Be loving and kind to yourself and others out there. This is Teresa Keeves. God bless.